Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, yeah, many of us are broken. I tell you, COVID has left so many of us broken and we're trying to recover In fact, I've actually seen the evidence of those that are recovering and finding a new way to deal with loss and grief. Well, everyone experiences loss and grief, if only from breaking up with someone or having aging parents or kids or children, I should say, leaving home. As we learn from the people who must cope with the more catastrophic situations of ambiguous loss. Yes, I've never heard that term before. Ambiguous loss. We learn how to tolerate the ambiguity in our more common losses in everyday life. Now, in her new book, yes, her name is Dr. Pauline Boss. The Myth of Closure, Ambiguous Loss in a Time of Pandemic and Change. Uh, This was released on December 14, 2021, if I'm not mistaken. A renowned grief expert and psychologist, Pauline Boss, Ph.D., tackles how to deal with even more loss in the age of COVID-19 and the beginning of a war in the Ukraine. Dr. Boss is joining us right now. How are you? And welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure, Gerilyn. It's a pleasure to have you on. Help us understand what ambiguous ambiguous loss really is. It's it's simply an unclear loss. Uh, And I I chose a title for it uh, back in the 1970s um, that uh, is very illustrative of of what it is. Um, I didn't want it to be a medical term. I want it to be a term ordinary people would understand, even somewhat a poetic term. Uh, that means an unclear loss, and those are the losses that never were identified. We all know what a death is. There's a death certificate and, and uh, sympathy cards and rituals at, uh, at the church, and people gather, at least, at least before the pandemic they did. Um, but with ambiguous losses, nobody notices, which is all the more confusing for the people who are experiencing it, experience it. Um, more severely would be what we're seeing on TV now in the Ukraine, where families are separated. You don't know if they're dead or alive uh, or if you'll meet again. Uh, It's a very painful kind of loss. My first research was on um, the missing in action families, the MIA families, where soldiers were missing in action in Southeast Asia. That's physical ambiguous loss. But there's also psychological ambiguous loss, as with Alzheimer's disease or dementia or brain injury, where the person is in front of you, but they're gone. They're, not, they're here, but not here. So these two types of ambiguous loss were never identified before as a loss or needing grieving. 
That is remarkable. Um, knowing that you did not stumble over this, you really uh, made it make sense to just about any individual in reading about this. So when you take a look at ambiguous loss and those generations that are dealing with that, I would look at it and say every generation today has ambiguous loss. Would you agree? Exactly. And, and worse than that, uh, there is cross-generational suffering, cross-generational trauma from it. Uh, for example, with slavery, with every war we've had, with the Holocaust, uh, with uh, genocides from the beginning of time, um, that, those kinds of disappearances of people uh, where the loved ones left behind don't know if they're dead or alive or if they're coming back. Those are extra traumatic for families, and those stories are, and reactions are passed on down through the generations. People don't forget about that, just as people today won't forget about the pandemic when loved ones were lost and you couldn't be with them, or, or what we're seeing on TV right now. People won't forget that. It will affect future generations. But how will they heal if they never forget well, there isn't, healing is not quite the right word to use with loss and grief. What you want to do is have an acceptance of the loss, which, of course, is terribly uh, uh, difficult if you don't know if the person is really dead or not. So you have to use a different approach with ambiguous loss than you do with death. Uh, with ambiguous loss, you have to use both and thinking. He's both gone and maybe not. He's both dead and maybe not. Or with, with um, psychological ambiguous loss, like dementia, you'd say she's here, but she's also gone. So that kind of both and thinking is as close to the truth as you can get with ambiguous loss. There isn't one absolute answer. There are so many people that are on board with this ambiguous loss, and I'm just curious to know how you were able to put this out into the universe and have so many go, oh, my goodness, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we need to call it. Uh, you must have been very excited to hear from so many experts and people who have dealt with ambiguous loss and really understand it. Well, I'm a professor emeritus. I've been at the University of Wisconsin first and then the University of Minnesota for many years just doing, you know, the hard work of science and research and theory building and teaching. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, um, professors publish so they don't perish. So I, I like writing, um, but in the academic books primarily. And then, then when I was at Harvard for, as a visiting professor, that was the first book on ambiguous loss published in 1999. And it went around the world. Um, and it's I sold over 40,000 copies, I believe, by now. But the, And then there were several other books as well. One called um, Loving Someone Who Has Dementia. Another one called Lost Trauma and Resilience, which also has been translated into many languages. And then the current, current book, uh, The Myth of Closure, has just taken off uh, right away which is unusual for me. And uh, so I am indeed surprised, as you say, to know how many people around the world are interested in this concept. 
Well, it sure seems like a concept that most of us can take hold of. I know in your new book, uh, you asked the question, how do we begin to cope with loss that cannot be resolved? Tell us more about that. Well, what we know now, the researchers are showing us that people can live with loss and grief. They don't get over it. There is no closure, nor should we, should we want it. It's better to learn to live with loss by finding meaning and some new kind of hope or purpose in it. For example, when my little brother died in the 50s of polio uh, before the sock vaccine came out, our family was devastated. But what we did was uh, help the March of Dimes by going door to door to collect dimes to increase the research possibilities. You will see that today, that many people who have a death or an ambiguous loss in the family will find a purpose to work on that prevents other people from suffering as they did. And that gives them a new meaning to life because it's sometimes hard to find it when it's an unclear loss. And if we never find it, then we can't get to the point where we understand it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm curious to know about children. I have three grandchildren, one-year-old, four-year-old, and a nine-year-old. And the four- and nine-year-olds, um, my nine-year-old is really having a challenge with dealing with loss, uh, loss of friends, with school, you know, not having the people always in school. She's not always in school. She has to come back home and get on the computer again. And we can see the frustration. We can see how she is dealing. Mm-hmm with the loss of it all. What advice would you give parents who can obviously see in their children that ambiguous, ambiguous loss is there? How do you start the conversation? Well, I think children understand ambiguous loss. You can say it's an unclear loss instead of using that word. Um, but they understand if you say that you don't understand it either, that it is a loss that is not easily understood, like, for example, when grandpa died or something like that. Uh, And there are books about um, this sort of lack of clarity. Um, The thing is that we as parents have to understand it first, and that is we're we're a nation of mastery-oriented people. We like to fix things and find cures and have a definitive answer. And with the pandemic and with a lot of our troubles today, there is no definitive answer yet. You know, the scientists came up with one to help us with the COVID virus, um, but certainly our social problems are not solved yet. And I think that's good to tell the children that we're working on it, but there isn't a definitive answer yet. And that we can tolerate ambiguity that is not knowing right now. Regarding some of those losses, um, you know, they're, they're young, so there, there will be a chance to make it up. But I think one way um, that a psychiatrist told me about increasing our tolerance for ambiguity, and I'm talking about the elders now, the parents, but also the children, and that is to get in a car and say to the child, let's get lost, and that they so enjoy that kind of a ride Uh, without a plan, without a destination, with the surprises that turn up uh, because you don't quite know where you're going, and that this game you play with yourself 
and with your children um, is a way to increase our tolerance for ambiguity. In fact, I did it with my husband, um, Dudley Riggs, when he was not able to walk anymore. And I would say to him, north, south, east, or west, and he would say which direction, and we'd head off getting lost. And it was such fun for us. And I can tell you, children love it. So it's one way to increase our tolerance for ambiguity because, believe me, there are many problems we have today where we can't have our way, where we don't know the answer, and where the answer might never be available or it might take a time, a long time, for it to come forth. I love that you mentioned that particular game. I have played that game with myself. In every city I go into that I have never been to before, I rent a car and I get lost. And I find my way. (laughs) I just find my way. And I learn so much. Sometimes I meet people when I park to go in and get coffee and I get to stop and talk to people. So you're absolutely right. You have a a high tolerance for ambiguity. On a test, you would score high. (laughs) <laughs> I never thought I would after reading about about you and your books. So that's great to hear. But I I will encourage that, bringing my granddaughters with me so that they yes, too can learn what that means. You know, that what, what's happened is, you know, I'm old enough to have lived through World War II. I was uh, a preteen at that time. And that was four years long of being afraid and scared and knowing that horrendous things were taking place and we were afraid that, Uh, what was happening even in our own country, whether it would come here. Um, Now, today, nothing uh, up until the pandemic, life was pretty good. Um, Not not for everyone, of course, but we didn't have any wars on our soil and no pandemics and so on. And then, boom, all of a sudden, something comes, a virus of an invisible enemy covers the entire globe. And we have to stay home. We can't see our friends. I would, I would uh, explain it that way to a child, that now and then we can't have our way, and it will be all right. Mm-hmm. So many parents don't necessarily take that step. <laughs> you and I know for sure that we should. I know. I, I know. I am so glad that you joined us tonight, Dr. Boss. Thank you very much, and I look forward to your new book, your next book, coming out oh, one Well, day. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us here on WCCO Radio. Thank you, Geraldine. Thank you so much. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. Dr. Pauline Boss, yes, um, Professor Emeritus at the University of Minnesota. I had no idea she was married to Dudley Riggs. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can just imagine how much fun they had in trying to figure out what it means to be lost and getting, getting lost purposely just to have a blast. Um, as we move forward and you hear this term, uh, ambiguous loss, ambiguity, you know, you hear that and you think, wow. What does that really mean? It means a lot. And this is something, if you were to get this book, I believe you would find the answers that you may have been seeking for your family, for your grandparents, your parents, your sick family, your children, your grandchildren, whomever it is that is expressing that. Just remember, there is this book out there, and I encourage you to get it from Dr. Pauline Boss. We'll be back. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it is now 8:28 here at wcco welcome back um, as we were talking about the loss and how people are dealing with it the pandemic has so many people feeling so much loss some have lost family friends uh, some have had to deal with the death of those family and friends um, Yet we keep moving forward, right? It's a pandemic that we have not seen in my generation um, before, nothing like this. And so we have to figure out a way to continue to grow and be better um, and, and get better at having relationships and finding a way to get through loss, get through it. It's a journey through it. Well, coming up next is going to be Chris Velasco. He's from the Washington Post. And we're going to talk about how a whole lot of apps can 
can save money at the gas pump. Uh, I'm so frustrated with what it's costing right now. I don't understand why. Uh, it always feels to me like this is put out there so, you know, the, the oil oligarchs can <laughs> make more money. Is this really necessary to have $4 and something cents um, for regular gas? I don't understand that. And we're going to talk about that at 835 with Chris Velasco from the Washington Post. Uh, I've got so many questions. Also, um, I want to know later on, we're going to, if I have time, I definitely want to get into some phone calls about where you're getting the cheapest gas in the great state of Minnesota and in the Twin Cities. And if you've got some suggestions, just let us know. I have the Gas Buddy app, and I, you know, used to always look at it and say, well, where can I get cheaper gas? And then it kind of leveled out. And now I'm, I'm thinking, huh, yeah, I really need to... <laughs> Get back on that one for sure. All right, coming up next is the weather. And after that, we have uh, another, uh, our guest coming on at 835. And then center stage is at 9 o'clock. We'll be back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It is now 834 here at WCCO, and I am so excited to interview Chris Valesco from the Washington Post, one of my favorite newspapers. Welcome, Chris. How are you? I'm good, Joe. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you join us. Okay, we're going to talk about some apps that could help us save money at the gas pump. Can I just tell you that's almost number one right now? Almost, not quite. Um, and, and we need to look at offsetting what you pay uh, with a little bit of planning. So let's talk about this. Let's just jump right in because gas prices are just out of control. It's truly, truly unreasonable for most Americans. Looking at AAA's national average gas price, as of, I believe today, the national average uh, price per gallon in the United States is about it's a hair over $4.30. And I think in Minnesota, there are some counties that are getting especially close to that. Maybe we haven't fully tiptoed over that threshold yet. But no matter who you are, if you're driving and if you're having to go to that pump, it's, it's going to be a thing. Yeah, you know, and I'm feeling some kind of way about it. I mean, I'm starting to complain. I don't like to complain. And I'm starting to complain about this because it doesn't make sense for me. Some people are telling me it's all about the Ukraine and Russia war. This is why this is happening. You agree? That's, that's certainly part of the issue. I think we started to see gas prices rise before the Ukraine situation started out of control. And a lot of that had to do with the way people's uh, sort of 
behaviors had changed as a result of the pandemic. So, you know, we spent the last a lot of the last two years sort of more or less indoors. That caused some oil producers to sort of dial down their supply uh, sort of across the board. And as we sort of reemerged from from you know quarantines and sort of becoming a uh, part of the world again and venturing out there, then the demand started to kick up again. And then that mismatch between the existing supply that had been dialed in and the demand that was shooting through the roof because you want to be out there again has, has really contributed to this problem as well. Someone look at you and just say, hey, just go and buy an electric car and get over it. What would you say to them? I mean, <laughs> hey, if you have the means... <laughs> to do that. And I don't just mean financially. If you live in a place where the sort of infrastructure is is put together enough that you could reliably charge at home or charge on the way to work or or you know there are just enough charging stations between you and wherever it is you ultimately want to go, then I think that's a pretty sound investment. And you know, I, I think in time we'll see this current gas price spike begin to taper off, but I think it's also pretty indicative that these are these are going to be issues we're going to be having long term, right? Like our reliance on oil has always kind of been a problem. And regardless of the sort of peaks and valleys that we hit as a result of, you know, geopolitical factors and supply and demand, the point is we should all consider moving towards an EV if that's reasonable. But again, there are just a lot of people out there living in a lot of areas where the structures and the infrastructure that sort of make that feasible for them just really aren't quite there yet. Here's what really bothers me. I don't understand why we are encouraged to buy these cars that use oil, right? I don't get it. Then we turn around and say, oh, maybe you should get an electric car because that, and those are even more expensive. And then they say, no, no, you should just take, you know, transit, metro transit. That's the way to go. And so many people are doing it in the Twin Cities right now. It is really working. <laughs> Transportation on, on the, the light rail, you name it, the buses, whatever. It's working. So why not just say to all the cities, especially the big cities, hey, we're going to just slow down on the oil, the gas. You know, we're going to learn to ride our bikes, you know, especially when it's warm outside. Those are the things I think about, but it's something I'll never do. I, I, I'm sort of with you on that one. I lived in New York before moving to San Francisco to come work for the Post. And, you know, Having having really sort of robust and well thought out sort of public transit systems can really help. And you know, back in New York, I knew very few people generally who had cars and sort of relied on them day to day. It was you jump on a bus, you you know grab a city bike, you you know take the subway, etc. But I I feel like there's there's something about sort of car ownership that is so tied to sort of various parts of the American psyche where you know. It, I think we're taught from a young age, and maybe this is less so now because I'm certainly not the spring chicken I used to be, but you're taught from a young age that the car sort of represents freedom and, and it's sort of a milestone in your life, and then it sort of spirals out of all these other things, and you begin to rely on it for your commutes and for your family. So extricating the car from a person's life is a great thing to do in theory, and I think a lot of people have the sort of means and the wherewithal to be able to do that. But it's certainly not going to be true of everybody. And until we sort of see some really kind of broad generational sort of shift in how we think about our relationship to cars, we're probably not going to see people dramatically sort of taper off their use, at least in the way that I think might make a big difference. I agree with that. And since we have all of these apps that we can start relating with, if you don't have any apps about gas or where the cheapest gas is, I encourage you to do it. But what are some of your favorites? 
So a few that I've come to rely on and people around me have come to rely on uh, Gas Buddies, probably the most popular gas comparison service out there. And, and with good reason. There have been many that have sort of come and gone over the years, but Gas Buddies is the one that sort of continually has stuck around and sort of added features to its sort of overall experience that people generally find helpful. But the core of it is if you fire up Gas Buddy, the app, you install it on your iOS or your Android device, you create an account, and you're very quickly just shown a list of nearby gas stations and what the price of you know, fuel is, uh, depending on what your preferred grade is. There are some downsides to using apps like these. Um, gas Buddy, if I'm not mistaken, at least partially relies on the people who go to these gas stations to make sure the prices are correct. So if you... You know, if you live in an area where gas money isn't as popular, for example, you might not be getting the fullest, clearest sense of what a gallon of gas will cost you until you actually roll up to the gas station. And for some people, again, that's maybe not the hugest concern, but I think finding ways to sort of prevent the gas price spike from really hitting you requires quite a bit of planning and a little bit of time if you're able to devote that to to this sort of entire endeavor. So if you the ability to maybe not as accurately plan before you make your move is, is going to be kind of a deal breaker for some people. I agree with that. Gas Buddies is my number one to go to. So I agree with you on that. My biggest challenge is sometimes you're told, okay, it's this amount. And then you get there and it's a totally different amount. Maybe it's even higher. And that's frustrating. Why is it when we see it on the app, it tells us how much it is. Why is it allowed? Why is that gas station allowed to go up when we've been told that that's what it is? And that's before we even get there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of course. And again, I think that really speaks nicely to sort of the mismatch in data, right? A gas station and some gas stations and some companies that sort of own, operate and manage gas stations are very good about sharing their price data on our near real time basis. And some other apps are able to take advantage of that. Others, like gas buddy from time to time, you know, you are looking at a situation where there is there is the price that's on the sign. You don't really see it until you get there. And if no one has actually, you know, taken note of that and made sure to update it in the app, there's a pretty good chance you're just going to miss that or make information or make a decision based off of incomplete information. So, I mean, unfortunately, like gas prices rise and fall throughout the day, as we've all seen, just because of the, the demand and the supply sort of unrolling the way that it does for that day. So unless you have, unless you have people who are generally really good about making sure those prices are well reflected across these multiple services, you can't always guarantee that the, the sort of plan you've built for yourself before you get into your car is the sort of plan that you ultimately act on once you get to the gas station. Okay, so here we are looking at these um, apps and we're saying we can we can save money if we just pay attention and go to these places that have cheaper gas. What about the quality of the actual gas? Does that matter when it comes to where people go to get their gas? It sure matters to me. It certainly does matter to some people. From from what I've seen and sort of investigating some of the apps people use to find this cheap gas, it, it obviously, like, your your premium shares will still cost considerably more than, like, a regular tank of gas. And I, I, I sort of focused my, my sort of investigation is, is a lofty word for what I did, but sort of getting into <laughs> uh, just, like, peeking apart uh, sort of, uh, the data available and, and sort of the gas prices that sort of tend to pop up most frequently. I mean, yeah, if you can, if your car is, you know, perfectly, if you feel fine putting a regular in your car, you should continue to do that just because it'll see you the most savings in the short term at the very least. 
Right. So true. So here I am. Um, I'm driving around town. I go the usual way. Right. And then all of a sudden you tell us, hey, pay attention to the, the route that you take. Maybe there's a better route to save money. Tell us more about that. That's very true. You know, I think a lot of people who jump into their cars and, you know, do the same commute every day, they, they probably have gotten that. They boil it down to an art. You probably do with your eyes closed. Not that you ever really should. But, you know, these are, these are very sort of common paths. We know the sort of ins and outs and how to sort of make sure that we spend the least amount of time in them as possible. But it's getting nice out. You know, we're, I think a lot of people are considering what to do over the summer and in sort of a safe way that often involves people's cars. So as you sort of consider what you might be doing with your car in the next couple of months, it'd be a good idea to use a new feature that was built into the Google Maps application for iPhones and Android phones last year called the Eco Routing. So basically, once you, you use Google Maps, same as always, you punch in your current location or let your phone figure out where you are. You punch in your destination. You hit the button to show you the routes. And more often than not, the shortest route is the one you'd want to take anyway. It's the one Google recommends, and it's the one that would – probably have the least impact on the environment because it is the most fuel efficient. But there are certain cases because Google Maps takes into account traffic data and sort of elevation that if you were to pick an alternate route uh, that is sort of denoted by a green leaf inside the app, uh, that that is designed to be, or Google understands that to be a little more fuel efficient. If you actually click that route option, you'll get a pretty You'll, you'll get an estimate. We can't vouch for exactly how accurate they are, but you do get mm-hmm. an estimate for how much fuel you would save if you took this route versus the one you might normally have taken. Yeah, there you go. That's what I need to do more of right there. Let's talk about getting cash back when you can. Uh, I know that a lot of people say, hey, if I get cash back, I'm going to that place, whether it's cheaper gas or not, or if it's really good gas at a better, you know, easier price for us to accept. So tell us how getting cash back really matters to people when it comes to the gas pump. I mean, truly, at this point, with gas prices hitting these all-time highs that they're hitting, I, I, I strongly recommend all people to sort of consider every op- possible option that they have. You know, a lot of people will have credit cards, for example, that include these cashback uh, sort of promotional schemes that apply to gas. But if you're not that kind of person, if you don't have that kind of credit card or credit cards are not your thing, I totally understand that there are applications out there that sort of replicate some of those features that in a way that don't require you to do much extra work and ultimately do get you a little bit of money back. So services like TrueNow, uh, GetUpside, these are applications basically uh, that allow you to roll up to a gas station and fill up your car the way you always would. And sort of depending on which service you use, the kind of experience diverges from, from like that initial kind of show up and fill up. So for a service like TrueNow, there's, there are participating gas stations, but all you do is you go and you fill up your car, same as always. Once you've created an account, you scan a copy of your receipt, and once they chew on that, you get however many points back as cash back uh, deposited in your account. And you can either use those points at sort of other participating locations, be they gas stations or grocery stores or nearby restaurants, or you can have them cashed out directly via PayPal and you ultimately just walk away with money. The one downside to a service like that is that because they use PayPal to sort of get you the money if you choose to cash out, PayPal takes a considerable chunk. I believe it's close to half in some cases. Oh, so ouch. It'll, 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 right? it'll slowly get you something back, but it's maybe not the best way to go if you want to make money or, or sort of 
offset what you're paying at the pump really quickly in the short term. Uh, we've had slightly better experiences with a service called Get Upside, which works differently. Again, there are participating gas stations. And you, again, this is where the planning comes in. You open the app, you see the map, you see the gas stations nearby that sort of support the scheme, and you sort of clean your spot uh, to be able to claim that cash back. So it's not going to be all of them, obviously. You might have to go a little bit out of your way, but once you claim that, that slot in their system and show up and fill up, then you can claim that cash back a little more easily after the fact. So there's, it requires a bit more planning, as, as we've discussed. You know, it, it is very important to kind of think through your, your gas strategy uh, these days in particular, but it does seem to be able to get people cash back with, with less of fuss, which is, I think we all agree is probably the better way to go. Okay, and then get upside. You did talk about that, but what is a gas station partner? Who are they? These are these are gas stations that just have you know commercial partnerships with with GetUpside and True Now. Uh, I believe Shell and another sort of like major gas station chains uh, are are part of this. You might if you if you're not sure uh, because I don't know exactly which ones are sort of linked up with them right off the bat, but it's a free download. It might be worth checking just to see what the lay of the land is around you. If you have quite a few of these gas stations that participate in these cashback services nearby, it might be worth sort of reconfiguring and rethinking where you stop and when you stop. Let me ask you very quickly about Uber uh, drivers. A lot of times, at least initially, um, I knew some Uber drivers and they had to pay for their own gas. Does Uber give them the money to do that now, to get the gas, because it's so expensive and many of them have to go some quite some distance? Yeah, it's a really big concern, especially, you know, the gig economy is something a lot of people are having to lean on. And, and now where, you know, people do rely on this for, for their, like, main income, every little bit does count. And the sort of losses Sorry. that you're starting to see accumulate because of these high gas prices is very difficult. Uber has started to take uh, take action in response to this. I believe on Friday in the U.S. and Canada, uh, riders taking Uber trips will pay an additional fee of up to, I believe, 55 cents as a fuel surcharge. These are temporary. They'll last for about two months, as I believe what Uber has said about it, just, just to kind of help offset, uh, frankly, the pain that people are feeling at the pump. If you're, if you're an Uber driver and you're truly sort of taking enough rides, uh, that, that might actually help. That could contribute, you know, enough for uh, an extra gallon or two at the pump that you might not have to pay out of pocket completely. But if you're, if you're just sort of doing this part-time or if you're just doing it to supplement your income, there is a very big question as to whether or not these, these little sort of fees added to the bulk of a trip really make a difference for you. I'm not sure that they do. Wow, incredible. Chris Velasco, thank you so much for joining us tonight from the Washington Post, which I love. And um, hopefully we can, we've really learned from this. Um, many can listen to the podcast and see if you can uh, glean a bit more from his, his conversation. But we really thank you for doing this because our gas is going up, up, and up. So there you go. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Take care, Chris. All right, we are going to take a break here and come back and wrap this hour up. And, of course, 9 o'clock hour is all about center stage. It is 8.56 here at WCCO, and I am excited to mention that um, we have a great center stage lined up for you tonight. Um, we only have a minute to let you know about it, but it, um, let me just say, 9.08, I'm so excited to talk to Pamela Helmer McNeil. And you know her, we've had her on before 
And she's going to talk about Wild Angels and at the Chan Hansen Dinner Theater. So you want to stay tuned for that at 9.08. At 9.20, it's Craig Johnson, uh, director of The Mouse Trap, which was written by Agatha Christie, but is directed by Craig. Um, and then, of course, at 9.33 is Sandy Bourne Barrett. I haven't talked to her for a long time. Uh, she's from Stages Company. Stages Theater Company. She's the artistic director and the director of a show called Tuck Everlasting. And finally, 950 Legends with Dennis Spears. You do not want to miss this one hour coming up next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 